Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by Pastor Neil Radical. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are sharing God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity in Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. How are you today, Pastor? Doing great. Finals week. Yeah, yeah we got three more days left of school here, and we'll be done for the year, so that's kind of, that's kind of a, a weight off our shoulders here, some of the regularly scheduled things we have to do all the time, and opportunity to work on a few other projects coming up here as well so milestone for the students yeah 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 especially with how challenging this year has been with the covid and the masking and all those other things so it'll be it'll be good to take a break here and and uh uh, look forward to starting a new year next year although that three months can take a while Uh, that'd be fine with me (laughs) uh so today we're going to start with a devotion based on first samuel chapter 17 uh i just recently gave this as a chapel to the children as they're facing their there's summer and, and, you know, some of the challenges that come with summer and uh, uh, that, that we all face as we live in a sinful world. Um, one of the things that uh, I tried to emphasize with them today was, you know, we have many, there's many fears that we all have, whatever those fears may be. Maybe it's uh, fear of speaking up in the workplace about something. Maybe it's a, a fear of, one of the kids mentioned today, a fear of moldy food or a fear of heights. And Fear can be a good thing. God gives us fear so that we are careful with the physical bodies that he gave us, the, the time of grace he's blessed us with. That way we're not foolishly, you know, dancing at the top of uh, uh, a sharp cliff or, or doing something that might endanger our lives. But fear can also be a, a crippling thing. And uh, what we see here in 1 Samuel chapter 17 is an example of, of David facing his fears head on. And it's something that, that needs to be done Uh, that's important that it's done voluntarily. You know, we see David here not being forced by God or being forced by Saul to go face this giant. He faced his fears voluntarily, trusting that God would deliver him. And so one of the things I spoke with the children today was, you know, we're all going to face giants in life, whether it be this summer or whether it be in the coming years or whether it be uh, uh, throughout our earthly lives, uh, we will all face difficulties and challenges we face giants and they're not all going to be as obvious as Goliath who's 9 to 12 feet tall we figure Uh, but but uh, certainly still uh, we will face emotional giants we'll face spiritual giants we'll face physical giants that will challenge us and and test our faith and so the question is now are we gonna gonna freeze with crippling fear or are we going to allow our fear trust and love for God to overcome that that earthly fear and to uh, as we see King David do here, to run towards that giant and to face it head on. Uh, so I'd like to read verses 48 and 49 of, of chapter 17 from 1 Samuel. It says, So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hastened and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone, and he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead, so that the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the earth. You know, it's uh, it's one thing to stand and face your fears. It's another thing to run towards your fears. I think that's a very important distinction there. Uh, you know, David, it says here, ran towards his fears. And so you and I, uh, when we face things in life that we are afraid of, whether it be standing up for the truth in the face of a sinful world that more and more wants to call what is good, evil, and wants to call what is evil, good, standing up for the truth and even running towards the truth and holding the truth out so that other people can see it, what we will do is we'll be, we'll be bearing witness to the faith that God has given to us, just as David, who faced this giant all those years ago, 
uh, still continues to bear witness to us today as to that uh, uh, faith that he had in facing this giant Goliath. And of course, he overcame Goliath by the grace of God, which, you know, uh, no slingshot, no, <laughs> no slingshot should be able to overcome a giant like this. This Phyllis, and this was no, you know, David was a very good, uh, a very good shepherd. He was very good with the slingshot, but, but this was still something supernatural that that a giant man would be overcome by one little shepherd with a slingshot. This was not something that could not have happened, but by the the help and grace of God. And that's what certainly uh, David relied on uh, when he said, I come to you in the name of the Lord. And it's certainly also what we rely on too today when we uh, face the giants that we face in life. And you know, this, this talk of giants ultimately reminds me of the greatest giant to face mankind, which is sin, death, and the devil. You know, that's what we, that, that's our worst enemy. And that was the giant that our God faced up to on, on uh, that first Good Friday when he went to the cross and he suffered and died for us. And, you know, the interesting thing is he, he faced that giant by allowing that giant to seemingly defeat him. You know, and, and you know, that's an interesting balance for us to, to ponder and to think about is when we face challenges and difficulties in life, do we, like David, pick up our stone and fight? Or do we, like Jesus, uh, uh, suffer silently, suffer as... Uh, uh, he suffered. And, you know, I think there's a time and a place for both. And we pray that God gives us wisdom when we should be using each, either one of those uh, strategies, if you will, to face the giants that we face, whether it be to stay silent or whether it be to, to fight uh, with like, like David. Um, but either way, God gave both of those individuals, David and Christ, uh, the victory over uh, Goliath and sin, death, and the devil, respectively. And because of Christ's victory over our worst enemy. Now we have no need to fear those giants that we face in life because those giants are nothing compared to our worst enemy. And no matter what we face in life, no matter what challenges or difficulties arise, we know ultimately God has given us the ultimate victory over our uh, over our enemies. And because of that, we have eternal life waiting for us in heaven. And because of that, we can shrug our shoulders and say, what can man do to me? The Lord is on my side and I have nothing to fear. Any thoughts on that today, Pastor? Yeah, I really like the way you parallel the victory. It's the Lord's victory, whether it be with David or with the cross, you know. And I really have nothing too much to add other than I know Satan acts like that Goliath who accuses us and gets after us night and day. And just like one little stone fell, mighty Goliath, one little word, fells our enemy, Satan, as well, by reminding him that the victory is won in Christ. And I, I like the way you pulled that back to our faith, too, trusting in Christ's victory. So very well said. Appreciate the devotion. Yeah, I like your reference to the hymn, The Mighty Fortress. One little word can fell. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for overcoming our worst enemy. Use the great love that you showed for us to motivate us in our lives to face whatever challenges we may face, whatever giants may come our way. We know, Lord, that you will give us the strength and the faith to overcome them by your grace and by your love. We pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, a number of announcements today. Uh, once again, our weekly Bible study continues tonight at 7 o'clock. Hope you can join us for that, and uh, please uh, stay tuned for the uh, uh, link coming out later today. Uh, this last Monday, two days ago, today would be Wednesday, May 19th, so on the 17th, uh, voters meeting was held. I was out of town, uh, but Pastor can recap that for us. He was there. Sure, you bet. So first of all, we were able to have our full-time kindergarten teacher call extended to Mrs. Erica Hart. 
Eric has been here for the last year and basically picking up a lot of different slack when we've had uh, our other teacher leave and so she's been doing a lot and I think she's very excited about this opportunity so we'll wait to hear her final decision on that call. And also the Sanctuary Improvement Committee met and presented again to the voters and the voters have decided at this time to start on the first the first two of the three recommendations which would be the floor coverings in the entryway and sanctuary as money comes in. So just a reminder to the congregation if you'd like to see those things done even sooner you can contribute to the Sanctuary Improvement Fund, which is will be listed in the bulletin as well. A little announcement on that. So uh, the first thing that will be done that we already have money for is the Narthex area will be now a hard surface, and that'll, we're on the schedule with that company, so that'll be happening in the next, sounds like, six to eight weeks. So they were pretty backed up, so we got that on the schedule right away. The Sanctuary Committee is going to be presenting again to the voters as we look at some more of the details they want us to check back into as far as the front of the sanctuary is concerned, and we'll, we'll get back to the voters then. Also, when the, the voters didn't talk about this a whole lot, but this past weekend the deacons had gone along with the governor's lifting of the mask mandate, so what we're doing now for our future worship services is a mask optional service. So. Uh, people were wearing masks this past weekend and many were not. So if you are uncomfortable with not wearing masks yet at this point in time, feel free to wear them when you come. So our upcoming services will be mask optional. So just a reminder of that. All right. Uh, reminder again, coming up this week, Friday is uh, our last day of school, as we mentioned. So uh, graduation service is taking place this Friday at 6 p.m. Uh, so Congratulations to our graduates who have completed a lot of work to, to get to this point, and we're very thankful to the Lord that He has blessed them to uh, accomplish uh, graduation from high school, and uh, so please, if you'd uh, like to join us for that, again, that will be mask optional as well. Uh, also coming up, not next week, but the week after, is our Pilgrim's Rest Memorial Day service. It'll be at 10 a.m., so hope you can join us for that Monday, May 31st, 10 a.m. at Pilgrim's Rest Cemetery for that service. Uh, a couple other upcoming things. Delegate Conference is coming up. We're hosting it here on June 5th, so uh, please keep that on your calendar as well. Uh, on our prayer list, I want to keep reminding you about to pray for Marie Meyer. This will be Grace Schreier's sister who's been dealing with cancer. Uh, she's a member of the church over there in Red Wing, so we pray that the Lord would continue to, to give her strength as she deals with this uh, challenge in her life. Also, we want to keep in our prayers Tony Schaumann. He was one who was in the car accident uh, over a month ago now, almost two months I believe, and he is still getting therapy, but he has returned home, was able to see him last week in very good spirits, but still very, very slow movement with both those legs being injured as badly as they were, so keep him in your prayers as well. Yeah, we're also keeping our prayers Wilton Landon. He's uh, dealing with that second bout of tuberculosis here. Uh, He's uh, just come out of quarantine, so you know many of us had to quarantine during this pandemic. He has to quarantine for the other reason, uh, and uh, he's uh, getting out of that now, and he's uh, undergoing quite a few weeks of treatment here for that too. So pretty, uh, pretty intensive series of treatments for him for that. So as you can imagine, so keep him in your prayers as well. Let's bring us to the doctrine of the day, Pastor. Would you like to introduce that for us? Yeah. I think we talked about this a little bit before about how important Christian education is in the Bible, especially as we wind down the school year here during finals week and graduation. When you think of Christian education, Pastor, and you think about the summer months, what's, what are the first things that come to your mind? Vacation Bible School. 
Nice. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely forefront. You know, it's a big, big project. A lot of volunteers needed for that. So what is your encouragement to the young people during the summer as far as their own Christian education is concerned? Well, I think, I think parents, it's easy for parents to take for granted the Christian education their, their students are receiving at, at Emmanuel all the time. And of course, then for during the three months of the summer, all of a sudden there could be a void there uh, for the kids. And that's something I always like to encourage the parents and our older children too, you know, to make sure they're setting aside time on a daily basis to get into and dive into God's word because they're not getting the regular chapels and devotions and Bible studies that they are getting all the time here at Emmanuel. Um, and especially the graduates is, is the most important one because, you know, of course their time here at Emmanuel is done. And so uh, as they go forward into college or in their careers or whatever, um, it's it's so much so important for them to continue to get that ongoing nourishment feeding from God's word, whether it be coming to church or the per, per, a personal Bible study or, or uh, different Bible studies you can go to. Um, studying God's word, staying in God's word, is Christian education. If you're graduating from high school or college and you've spent all that time studying a specific subject for a career, no one graduating from like medical school says, "Well, I'm done learning my medicine now." Mm-hmm. And so I think the same thing would be true of our Christian faith, too. And so a section I wanted to just talk with you briefly about today is from Deuteronomy chapter 6. Great section as far as Christian education goes, whether your parents or grandparents or aunts or uncles. Just reminding the next generation of why it's so important to make Christian education one of, if not the top priority in our lives. Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9 reads, These words that I am commanding you today are to be on your heart. Teach them diligently to your children and speak about them when you sit in your house and when you walk on the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as a sign on your wrists and they will serve as symbols on your forehead. Write them on the doorposts of your houses and on your gates. So the first thing I would just like to talk about with this is where does Christian education begin? And I think from verse 6, we could see, well, it's a continuation of growing in that faith and knowledge, just like you mentioned so well. So really, Christian education begins in my heart. That's, that's where I want to focus it on. I need to continue to grow in that faith and be nourished by God's word. And the only way that we know that's going to happen is we memorize once before, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How did David have faith to defeat Goliath? Well, he obviously spent time in God's word and meditated on what that word meant for him. So... Christian education for every single person begins in our heart, and ultimately, it's my own personal faith which saves me. It's not my parents' faith. It's not my grandparents' faith. They can encourage it, but it's my personal faith which saves me. You have any thoughts specifically on that or that verse? Yeah, and I think it's you know it, it it's important to to talk about personal accountability, but it also begins with the Lord. I mean, the Lord's work that He done for us, and that's where I. You were saying the same thing, but you know these words that I command you—it's God's word—is what begins that that faith. And you know it's easy to it's easy to fall into the the trusting of your own faith versus trusting in the God who put that faith in your heart. And so, while certainly we should take accountability for our own personal faith and we should strive to grow in our faith, it's also trusting that the Lord is the one who planted that faith and will bring it to fruition. And then, as far as where it continues, I also like how verse seven talks about not only where it starts growing in that faith, but continuing in it. And I think of that in this section when it says there, teach them diligently to your children. Speak about them when you sit in your house, when you walk on the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Basically, at all times, we're looking for opportunities to have conversations with our family. I think this is so directly connected to our 
our missions and our outreach, which is actually we should probably remember to talk about Mission Festival coming up here, but this idea of what it means to continue to look for opportunities to have conversations with others about our faith. And so how can we look for opportunities in our own home to talk about what we love about Jesus, about finding those moments, those teachable moments to share the joys of our Savior's Word. And so that's what we continue to try to do with not just our families with the practice there, but also with people in our lives, whether it be at work or in community. So the last part then too, then ultimately where it ends would be when we die. In verse 9 it says there very specifically, write them on the doorposts of your houses and on your gates. Well, I know we have a lot of Christian artwork in our homes at times, but ultimately it always impresses me when I walk through like a cemetery where you have those Bible verses or that faith of the person engraved in stone like Job talked about and how ultimately they continue to have those teachable moments by their example in life and in death of their hope that they have in Christ Jesus. So I think it would be very easy to use this section, I think, Pastor, that you know Christian education begins from day one and ends at our dying day where we continue to share that love that we have of Christ because we've grown in it throughout our lives as well. Also, just a heads up, the deacons have planned to do a spring mission festival. Oftentimes we do a spring and fall mission festival. And this spring, now that masks are lifted, we are planning on having Drew Nauman, who is graduating here this coming weekend. He will be coming the first weekend in June for our spring mission festival before he heads out to Washington, where he has been called to serve and he has accepted that call. So we're looking forward to having him here that first weekend in June for Mission Festival. There will not be any meal planned for that weekend. We're looking forward to hearing him bring the Word of God during that time. Do you have a hymn of the day packed out, Pastor? Yes. From the Lutheran Hymnal, we're looking at hymn 659. And I thought this would be a fitting hymn, thinking about how we are fed by God's word and how that important that is, not just in word and in sacrament, but as we look at each and every day of our lives, how important that is. Feed thy children, God most holy. Comfort sinners, poor and lowly. O thou bread of life from heaven, bless the food thou here hast given. As these gifts the body nourish, may our souls and graces flourish till with saints and heavenly splendor at thy feast do thanks we render amen amen thank you for joining us on the twin steeples podcast twin steeples is a production of emmanuel evangelical lutheran church in mankato minnesota until next time may god bless and keep you and may you always remember emmanuel god is with you